7 p.m. Tuesday, September 18th, 2018, episode number 677. My name is Jonathan, and this is the birthday boy, soon to be birthday boy. Hey, 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 hey. Roma. How are you? Man, good luck on the show. Hey, have fun out there. Hey, man, break a leg on this episode. Just do you. Have a great show. Uh, Jonathan. It's episode 677 of Oh Yeah, Dude. Have a good show. Have a great show, Seth. America uh, through the eyes of two Americans. It is, though, the last show we do um, before you become a... A man. A man. <laughs> no, um, this is the last show we do in your... I was going to say in your 40s, but that's not true. My, fir- the, the last, 
before I enter middle age. <laughs> right, exactly. Listen, you know me. One thing ain't going to change from when I was a toddler to Generation X to middle age. I love Juicy G. I always have. I always will. It's true. You love the Cowboys and Juicy G. I love the Cow- Dallas Cowboys and Juicy G. I thrive on it. It's sustenance. You and, got some for me? Uh, well, I got some hot UK gossip. <laughs> oh, no. I like to <laughs> prowl the sites, and I like to keep track not only of what's going on here, but what's going on across the pond. Yeah. Uh, I saw some pictures of Michelle Keegan, and she was wearing the tiniest red dress to film her new TV series, and I've never seen Michelle Keegan in such period. a tiny dress. Or period. <laughs> They said, you're never going to believe the dress that Michelle Keegan's wearing. And I'm like, I can't believe that dress because I can't believe Michelle Keegan. I can't believe in Michelle Keegan. I can't believe it's not Michelle Keegan. Um, I learned that uh, Jerry Ma- J- Jeremy McConnell, he... Um, Jerry McConnell. Not Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell's British cousin, Jerry McConnell. Uh Jerry O'Connell has a show, a new show. I, well, I'm gonna, it is so fucking bad, a TV show. On on television? It's, on our televisions? I, yeah, I don't even fucking... Can you even tell me? It's called Carter. I'm not even sure what fucking network it is. Tell me <laughs> right now. Jerry O'Connell? Jerry O'Connell, Carter. And tell me what network that is. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then I'll tell you about his cousin. Really? Canadian television crime drama, mind you. What channel do they air it on here? On Bravo. No. That's what it says. That's his reality show that's coming up about men watching Bravo reality shows. That's not Carter. That's not... Carter is a Canadian television crime drama on Bravo. Really? (laughs) Can't believe we got... So thrown off here. The Canadian star of a hit American television detective series who returns to his hometown to rethink his life after having a public meltdown on the red carpet at an awards show. Really? It's on Bravo. Jonathan, this show is so fucking low rent. Is this Sidney Poitier's daughter? Yes, it is. Beautiful actress. Yes? Beautiful actress. So that's, she's in it? She's in it. It's bad, huh? It is unbelievable. Okay. Jerry McConnell. But that's not who we're talking Jeremy about. Jeremy McConnell. Talking about Jeremy McConnell. He got a fresh hair transplant, and the plan is he's going to restart his modeling career. I don't know how that's going to go. Oh, this it, guy's it, like from like Big Brother or something. Okay. Oh, no. Um, he's an Irish model and re- reality t- television star. Featured as a cast member in MTV's Beauty School Copouts. Beauty School Copouts. <laughs> um, but he's, you're saying he's going to have to get... Well, he got a fresh hair transplant. He vows to lose weight during his hair transplant as and well. And get back to modeling. Um, Gabby Allen and Miles Stevenson. No. They went Instagram official this past weekend. <laughs> you're the worst. I, Jonathan, they did. Um, I got an exclusive on Faye Brooks and Gareth Gates. They're done. 
which I told you, when did I tell you that? At the beginning of the summer? That there's no way that Gareth would stay with Faye through Labor Day? Right. Uh, Jack Fowler and Laura Crane, over. And then, like, pictures of fucking Jack getting really cozy with female fans out at the pub. Like, wicked cozy. At the pub. Uh, Binky Felstead and Josh Patterson, done. But wait a minute, they just had baby India 15 months ago. So it's like, hello? And by mean hello, I mean, hello? Anybody there? Who are you? Who are you? Uh, but Jeff Brazier, he, um, he couldn't be happier because he got married to Kate Dwyer. They finally did that Clifftop wedding. I also told you about that. I wasn't sure if they were going to do Bora Bora or Clifftop. They went Clifftop. So Kate and Jeff went Clifftop. Um, if Kate and Jeff did their vows and then fell off that cliff, <laughs> we wouldn't know. And that scares me. If that's, I really think, a true mark of a celebrity. If you get married and then f- with your bride fall off a cliff and, and no, I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> nobody knows? Outside of like Camden. <laughs> then wait a minute. Yeah. Well. But that's just what's going on. For, it's different. For people listening. It's a different thing out it's, there. Uh, I want you to know what's going on. I told you about Gareth. I knew it. Um. Yeah, this is uh, according to World Prison World Prison Brief and the Institute for Criminal Policy Research. The U.S. has two point one million citizens in jail or prison. Canada has only four thousand. No, uh, Canada has forty one thousand. We have two point two point one million of ours in jail. Canada has forty one thousand of theirs in jail. Now, in the U.S. 655 out of every 100,000 people incarcerated are incarcerated. United States of America. And that's based on a 324 million person population. That's a lot of people. So many people. That is so many people. It's a fucking butt ton. It's like too many people. So we have 655 out of every 100,000 based on a 324 million person population. I'll buy that. Canada... 114 people out of every 100,000, and that's based off of a 36 million person population. So we have 2.1 million people incarcerated. They have 41,000. Jeez. Yeah. So many more people. It's quite like if you had them like play against each other in a game. We would win that. If we had Olympics. Yeah. The Olympics took place in the sports. I mean, it could be hockey and still. still We could go to Angola and beat them. Find a hundred dudes that never played hockey, and we would beat them in the the prison fucking hockey Olympics. You're gonna beat Canada? Trust, trust. Uh, yeah, that's so many we people teach them in jail. We know how to do it. We know so many how to do it right. So many people in jail. We know how to do it right. Or maybe do it wrong. I think we do it wrong. Also, there's a prison strike going on that we nobody talks about. Oh, there's a prison strike going on. There's been a p- prison strike going on, and but the. There's been mainstream a, media, lamestream media. Yeah, there's not not a whole. It. Well, no, they're trying to report on it. It's very difficult to get the information because the prisons aren't no, allowing getting it in or getting it out. They don't let you get it out when those barely let you get they it don't in. like. So they, you know, phones have been jammed and shut down. A lot of people not being able to call out. People going on lockdown and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there was a lot of prison striking. Can't people in Canada uh, striking as well uh, in. 
in the prisons there, mostly in support of what the American jail prison uh, strikes were about. Pretty crazy. Industrial complex. Um, 2.1. Pretty, uh, pretty wild. But I guess when you have that many people, when you have literally, like, it, there's a country worth of people, like its own entire country... Oh, he- which they've also tried to do before, and that didn't work out either. But um, easy. But uh, yeah, you, watching, you're gonna have to deal with probably certain, you know. Yeah, watching Friends episodes. Ideas being being bandied about and fought against and and rallied against and and maybe need to be reformed and changed. And it's a lot of people. Two point one million people. So many people. Forty one thousand is just not not that so many much people. You could just get rid of them. It's just so so few people. Yeah, you could just get rid of and those. And that's ones. just like stole like you just hockey. let them out. Twenty thousand of them just stole hockey sticks out of like somebody's yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was like, like a beer run. Totally. Like you know, like took a coffee from Tim Hortons, and now they're like doing six months. Crazy stint. Really, you did it, huh? I mean, I dread to think actually how many people are in there for weed because it is legal there and like people go to jail for it. So, I mean, if you took them out, there's probably 20,000 people in jail. Let's just put it that way. All right. And really 10,000 of them are innocent. So just let them out. Just let them all out. There's 10,000 people. Canada should let all their 42,000 prisoners that they have out. Let them loose. Um, I got, want to let you know that, uh, San Francisco, November 3rd and 4th. Inner Engineering with Sadhguru, Indian Yogi, Mystic, and Visionary. This is not about being superhuman. This is about realizing that being human is super. Is, see? See? I knew that. You knew that. <laughs> I mean, not. I could have told you that. Not that clever. But, uh, you know. It's not clever. Uh, Where this, is this? Uh, when this is this? Is Who is this? It's fucking <laughs> Sadhguru. Engineering. Engineer yourself to health and blissful well-being with the essence of yoga. So I don't know if it's actually yoga or just the essence of it. Just in a, like a yoga extraction. Yeah, it's not. We <laughs> it's an oil. No. It's a yogic o- oil extraction. Thinking about yogic oil extraction. Put it on your toast. Put it on your toes. <laughs> Engineering is modern day magic. Um, I was checking him out. Got a couple million followers on Twitter. That's a lot. So, okay, well, he's a humongous visionary. That's what it says on his description? That's what I'm saying. Oh. He's an HV. Um, it's really... His tweets were... I read about a thousand of them. They're really... There's only... I wrote down the words that just pop up every two or three tweets. So it's not really that um, playfulness. Bliss. Um, yeah, last one. Yeah. Thank you. Got it. Um, truth, beauty, love... Positive, universe, joyful, happiness, clarity, balance, revitalize, individuality, empathy, and opportunity. So it's just those words just mixed in, rearranged. <laughs> like magnet poetry. Magnet like mag- poetry, rearranged vitality. Ooh! Just guru. Fridge, fridge poem yeah, fucking... Fridge poem fucking gobbledygook that your yeah. child did before he went off to fucking school. Mommy... Can we have a positive universe with joyful bliss? Ooh, Indian mystic. <laughs> These fucking people, man, they have just got the dupe on. It's a good dupe too because it's a fantastic dupe because it's 
it positive. It's positive. And so there's it. Yeah. It, it, it's not preaching. It's only preaching. It gets rid of it's only preaching clarity and balance. There's a yeah. It doesn't divide anyone. Yeah. So there's no guilt in no. In the, in I, the, I, I whispered in one ear clarity and the other ear balance. Is there something wrong with that devil? <laughs> Empathy, individuality. This is so easy. I really find that uh, one's individuality really Realize comes from one's empathy. empathy. <laughs> bliss. <laughs> tweet. Hashtag tweet. Bliss. Hashtag money, money. Hashtag beard. Hashtag Bhagwan, but not Bhagwan. Hashtag Bhagwan, not Bhagwan. Sorry, not sorry. I wish. Uh, so his I, if I was br- Indian, be over. I'd fucking be wrecking like shit. Nine right Rolls now. Royces. Over. How many fucking LaFerraris could you have? Just driving everywhere. Do you think uh, I could do it as a white guy? No. You don't think I could start now? It's too... It, you gots to be fucking Indian. <laughs> you gots to. I mean, it's so easy when you're Indian. It's but so I'm saying if I work easy. really hard at it as being, being white. Not now. Not now, meaning I've... Not now. Our time in, the world. in the world. Not now. The last 89 was the last <laughs> chance you had. I could have sex culted it. Yeah, you could have... Uh, he talks about breaking our limitations, Ugh. but he but he talks about it in that in, in the that financial need, sense. Well, yeah, in, in the wallet. <laughs> you want to break the wallet limitation. What's your banking limitations? Because Chase, we need to up that. Are you Chase or B of we A? We need to up that daily <laughs> that daily withdrawal limit. <laughs> I think five hundred a time at the ATM, huh? All right. Let's try and get that well, up. Let's try to get that more positive, you know, and joyful. He talks about breaking limitations in terms of you don't need. Drugs and shit, and it's just like, here. I've done some drugs. You've done even more drugs. Some of them, you know, some of them. The intention was to, I'm gonna do some drugs, and like, I'm gonna try to go somewhere in a, in a good in a good way. The way sometimes people take drugs, like, I'm gonna go do this. You mean in a in a trippy way sense, trippy way. You can't go to those. <laughs> These people talking about like no, you can get there. You can't get there. You can't meditate yourself to a DMT trip. I do think you can. You can. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. In in a in what sense? Well, in a sit on a mountain for forty years. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe somewhere in between the two. I don't think twenty you, years on Wall Street. Twenty years on a mountain. I don't know. I don't think you can. I think that's why people for all of time have done drugs. Drugs. No, I think, I mean, first of all, can you pray pray yourself into a mantra yourself into an ayahuasca trip? Well, okay. Well, if you talk about DMT, I mean, the idea is that DMT actually exists within the brain. Okay. So that you could, you could harness that. Well, internal energy that, that theoretically you could manage to trigger somehow, uh, what, what gets triggered during a DMT trip that if it's something that already is it within you that you could possibly release a large amount of it into your system somehow if you if you gain control over that mechanism even if for a brief period of time okay um so the no. other idea is that there is cumulative practice that occur- that that can aid in putting one into a state where some of those things that we were, in essence, just fast-tracking with a drug. Like real fast. What's that? Real fast-tracking. Yeah, 
but only for a very brief period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're talking about one is let's fast track this, meaning like ingest this and give me 15 minutes. And the other option is um, give up everything and shave your head and try something every day, maybe 40 years later. That might be a, you might, you maybe need drugs. I just don't know if you can do on your own what these things do. Do like I don't know mystics I, and in people and people they say they they like trip, like without drugs they go these places. I mean they're lying. They are lying. So I mean, they're I totally mean lying. Almost all of them are you don't lying. Need cocaine? I don't. Well, you can get there with uh, with what? With cocaine? Yeah. I mean it. They no, work. No, no, no. My mantra work. is cocaine, over and over, <laughs> over and over. Mastercard, Mastercard, Mastercard. I don't think. I don't know anyone that's that's treat that. I don't know anyone that's angle is. I can teach you how to feel like you're on DMT without taking DMT. I don't know if anyone's well they, approach is that, but no, they but they promise saying, that I can, they're. I can I can give you like happiness without drugs. I can make yeah, you feel. But I mean, you can't. I I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't think. Just because you're taking those drugs and getting into those places didn't necessarily make me any happier. If anything, sometimes it would probably make me more bummed out that I couldn't be in that place all the time. But you're better off having done them. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there's no yoga pose you can get in that's going to be like taking mushrooms. I I don't know if that's true. Okay. I don't know if that's true. I mean... I'm I'm tripping in town, dog! Oh, my God! Oh my God! What's wrong? I'm dreaming on mushrooms, but I'm not a down dog. No, no, you know, no, no, you're not. You're looking at the twelve butts in front of you. Not. Well, okay, uh, but but states of states of euphoria. Yeah. Totally achievable. Yeah. No. Okay. You don't think? Probably. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's fucking kundalini and tantric sex and all that bullshit that exists for a reason. That shit is like, like, oh, I came for 12 minutes because I didn't come for like 12 years or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, there's, there's ways to do things, but you're talking about that. It's going to be the same as, as one of those things. Well, no, I don't see how that's possible. As good. As intense. As profound. I don't know, but I want to, I don't, I want to withhold my. I want to believe. Yeah, you want to start your yoga practice and see. If I want to believe to because because to know. I don't care really because for me it's always like well if that's ever something you need bad enough you just go back and do it. Yeah. But. Uh, I was in this child's pose, man. I swear to you. I think you're you're being a bit obtuse Dog. about it. Dog. I Dog. think you're being a bit obtuse. I was at about Yoga it. Works in Larchmont. I was in child's pose, dude. Trip my balls. Twelve out. minute sting like tripping cum. Sting. Sting like, like sting like like cum. the like the musician. Sting or like it was cum. Stung. Oh, it stung. Oh, it felt like a bee sting, <laughs> but then I came like sting. Twelve minutes. Child's pose. Uh, works. Larchmon. Nope. Dupe. Nope. Well, hold on. I will say something. You've never practiced meditation. No. So that's a much different. Th- eight 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 four two two. That's a much seven. different experience than doing something yogic. Yeah. Physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This because is- one, because you you're 
covering your, I mean, you're sort of, you can close your eyes. So that takes you out of this place a little bit to begin with. Yeah. And you have to imagine the butts. You can't see them. I think fabric. You're going to get some phone calls. I'm sure. I, uh, yeah, I want to, I mean, you can definitely leave this reality in meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, David Lynch. All right. Can you make bad reboots of your TV shows if you do it? Whatever, (laughs) man. It turns out surfers are the perfect specimens of study when it comes to research on germs at the beach because, well, they're covered in them quite often. Scientists at UCLA are looking into two strains of antibiotic-resistant bacteria that turned up at the 17 beaches from Malibu to Encinitas last year when the water was relatively clean. They hope the research will help them figure out how to track movement and impact these germs. The only trouble is recruiting the right participants. Quote, you can't do an experiment where you purposely put regular people into an environment with antibiotic-resistant bacteria, said Dr. Jennifer Jay, a professor of civil and environmental engineering and the project's lead researcher. While most infections aren't serious, in some cases they can cause pneumonia and other complications. Both strains are difficult to treat using currently available drugs. Quote, surfers tend to surf the same beach, so it's easier for us to basically set up camp and to take the samples at the same spot, she said. Here's how the experiment is expected to work. In the fall, about 40 volunteer surfers and a control group of 40 non-surfers will answer a health questionnaire. They then get a cotton swab stuck up their nose so that researchers can get a baseline for their individual biome. As time goes on, Jay's team will be at the beach two to three times a week, every other week to take water quality samples and collect new swabs from the surfer group. Researchers will then look at what ends up growing on the swabs, whether it's MRSA, VRE, or another strain of bacteria, and pinpoint where and when the surfers pick them up. The study will last through the winter months, which is typically when the swell picks up in Southern California and when ocean bacteria levels are at their peak. Winter storms tend to wash pollution and run off into local waterways like the LA River, and Bologna Creek, which is how most of these superbugs end up at the beach and snaking in oh, on our waves. That's awesome. Just I love the winter surf, really. That's when I like to get out and get it on me, you know, really. Like, in me. In me. Like, I like, I first like, dip, dip my nose <laughs> I just in. just a quick got, shot of it. And then I like, dip, do six on my ears. Up my and nose. And I just get on my board, man, and shock a bra and just let the <laughs> shit just get on me. Mm. Get it in the wetsuit. Bring some home. I think a mirror is like. I mean, being go for the next. Being an avid surfer, doesn't surf too much during the winter, and I don't think ever surfs after a storm. Even though surf itself can be quite good, that he's just like it's. I think it's too dangerous and or too. You know, like people get like mad, like you know, like you get fucking bugs. You get bugs because because we've polluted the we've polluted the world. Is what we've done. Absolutely. And so just. To get down to the surf, you're covered in superbugs and sewage runoff from the whole city. Yeah, but that's the best surf. That's the best time to surf. Best time to surf. Covered in sewage. So the thing that you do as a hobby, when it's at its best, is when it's at peak shit levels. Peak sewage levels. Peak sewage levels. Peak runoff. So it's like that Kelly Slater, like the wave pool he made. If they just made it with sewage runoff. And you just surf the whole fucking thing like the 
brown sewage runoff. Killing it! Fuck. That's a tough hobby. I mean, tennis, it's a hobby. Depending on where you live, it's probably tough. It gets tougher in yeah, other places. Yeah, I guess it's got to be some places, places where it's still somewhat okay to do. Absolutely. But even yeah. Even here. Oh, even even here in Southern California. Maybe yeah, San probably. Diego, maybe? Uh, no. Yeah. So many needles. I think it's beaches. more more further north, not south. It's better north. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's, um, that's kind of a tough sell to get you out in the water if you know there's teams of scientists Well, I mean, there's something there. to be said for maybe just getting out there and, and building up a tolerance. Gotta build up a tea to if, it. If any... If antibiotics don't work, then you better figure your shit out and fucking build up a little fucking yeah. resistance yourself. That's why I think like Laird Hamilton, he like takes a spoonful of like poop with his babies. That's what they did. Eat it. Eat it. Build it up. Surf, 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 surf. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, dear Amy, I'm in my early 50s. And for the past few years, I've been experiencing increasing bouts of road rage especially driving home from work. When traffic's light, I'm happy. I drive safely. But when the road's crowded, or when I see dangerous moves, or my personal pet peeve, failure to signal or to yield, my temper flares. I think this started after my Saturn died and I ended up with a sportier car. That could be it. That was the, if I can remember, pinpoint this. I actually scream to let off steam loudly enough that I think others in other cars can hear. Because it's a convertible. (laughs) Last week, I found myself doing 75 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone after a taxi sped up and tried to cut me off. When I get out of my car, the anger goes away. I think pressure at work is stoking it. I'm ashamed of my behavior, but I haven't figured out how to stop. Do you have any suggestions on how to calm down? Therapy is not an affordable option now. He spent all his money on that fucking that sweet whip, forty whip. Should have got a more sensible whip and saved a little bit of money for some low cost therapy. What can I do? The irony of, hey, you cut me off. I'm so angry now. I'm I'm so angry at the dangerous move you made. I'm now gonna drive eighty I'm miles an hour and a forty forty five screaming. I'm all about it. I know you are. When traffic's light. When's traffic light? Where are you? Yeah, where do you live? To the airport at three in the morning, maybe um, somewhere. I don't care about this fucking guy. Girl, don't matter. Fuck, guy. fuck him. He's gonna kill somebody. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's stupid. I just want to let off steam. You gotta stay in the car, sleep in your. Soon car. as you get out of the car, it goes away. <laughs> maybe there's like a. Bad, weird leak of some sort in the carbon. Car. You know, we've been there. I would say sleep in the car. Just face your fear. Face it. To grab the snake, cover the car in snakes, and lay in it and sleep in it. Um, and it'll all go away in the morning. Yeah. I don't microdose. There's, I guess, that's an option. Have you thought about um, microdosing before work? <laughs> Works for Father John Misty. I could work for you. Yeah, my uh, my therapist. Is, does Amy wrote, suggest something? You didn't, don't, you don't even don't you read, cut him off. Don't even read what she you says. Shouldn't. It's dangerous. It's danger. It gets my <laughs> see. I have this thing where when I read her responses, I go I drive punch people in the seventy-five street. miles an hour and forty-five miles an hour. Um, I think. Uh, 
yeah, you I think that person's those. stupid. But uh, but I don't know. I, I think road rage is a real thing. I definitely experience it. Yeah. I have certainly at points in my life. Like don't think I really struggle with it these days. Um, but I'll still throw a finger. Oh, I know you will. Will you cut people off? No. Okay. Will you slow down and like let them know that you're in front of them? I did that recently. Okay. But that was on my street. And the person was going so fast, then got up my ass and honked. No. And so I literally like slowed down to a stop sign, but then didn't, I, I was pulling up to a stop sign. They were up my ass and honking. I didn't know if they didn't see the stop sign or didn't care, but I, they didn't care. And that's not to say I roll every fucking stop sign in my neighborhood. Like I think stop signs are fucking stupid, okay. but you know, I have, a, I, yeah, I think yeah. every sign should be a yield sign. Yeah. <laughs> should be no it's stop. Suggestions. Everything's a suggestion. It's up to you, dog. Um, but you let them know I'm, I'm stopping here, and I'm gonna give it a second. But they pulled around me and almost hit somebody that was getting into their car on the opposite side of the street, and it was like so hairball. And when it all went down, I was like, "What was my was your end, your end game? Well, what was your my part in culpability that? Culpability in that? Like, did I if that person instigate hit that person this person, killed that person? Would I be at not at fault, but like at least second degree? Fuck you. Yeah. You'd have to fight that. I just mean like... You'd probably do two years probation. House arrest for six months. We could just, we could just do the show at your place. It's fine. <laughs> what are you worried about? Like, I I don't think I, I have nearly the issues that I used to have. I don't care about anything, including yeah. myself. Enough to even, enough even to give be, the finger anymore to anybody. Yeah. Kind of like loosely, like, ugh. like if someone's like "fuck you," I'll be like "fuck I, you." I like, guess, fuck me. I know. I guess, fuck, fuck, fuck me. I know. <laughs> but, but really, I definitely do more good than bad out there. It's great. Letting people in. Oh yeah. Thanking peace signs. Yeah. Fucking waving. Hon- you know, yeah. honking. Honking. Vote. <laughs> Beto. Whatever. <laughs> Way more. You're doing your part. It's like, yeah, it's like cleaning up poo at the dog park. You do that. Sometimes you clean up someone else's poo as well. That's all right. Yeah. So if I can pick up a candy wrapper, trickle down. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I drop a candy wrapper. Pick up two the next day. <laughs> drop three the next day. I'm behind nine right now. I have a calendar I keep at home. Behind nine. That nine happen? candy wrappers. Nine candy wrappers and two. Empty Two gallon dog jugs shits. of water and, not, and nine dog shits. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know if I've ever mentioned um, J.C. Scott. J.C. Scott, she spent four seasons as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. She retired. She founded a nonprofit to fight pancreatic cancer after she lost her mother to the disease. Now she's a Radio City Rockette in New York City. J.C. Scott, what'd you do today? That's what I asked. That's what I asked myself. When J.C. Scott, what would J.C. do? What would J.C. Would J.C.S. do? Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, cures cancer, Cure, pancreatic nonprofit. Now I'm a Radio City Rockette. Insane. Top of her game. Do a lot of cheerleaders become Rockettes, or is that where most Rockettes come from originally? The, do Rockettes come from the cheerleading world? Yes. No. Showgirls? Where are they? No. I guess, yeah. What would be else? Could she... I guess you would become like a... 
you dance at a huge Vegas show as a showgirl, and, and then, then you become the other, a, and then, and then like, you become a rock cat. It's like, like a, that's your steady. Like retire game. now. I've done. Yeah. What else can I do? And then yeah, you go on tour with fucking Janet Jackson, and maybe like now I'm done. I've done it all. And then you return to your hometown and you teach dance to kids. Come full circle. <laughs> um, that's great. It's amazing. What's her name? J.C. Scott. J.C. Scott. That's what I, every morning, I wake up to that alarm clock. <laughs> to her song. <laughs> I wake up to J.C. Scott. I had her record a personal, it says, wake up and do something. What have you done today? What have today? you done today? Seth? Have you danced or saved lives? Um, I thought of you because... It's so funny. I think about when you were we were talking about the alarm clock of like how insane it is to wake up just to you know to whatever to a shock. To well, is that what you yeah. mean? Well, just that like when Hotel California wakes you up, but like you know you're like I'm done. Like I can't leave the house. Like <laughs> this day's shot. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to make sure I mix up. I mix my stations up now, and now it's, so it can be like. It could be sicko mode one morning. It could be fucking Kenny Chesney. Another, you know, I, so I'm always. But you pick it the night before yeah, you, the when before, you go to bed. Like, what kind of a mood do I think I want to be in? But when it's trippy, it's when it wakes you up. Cause it's usually in the middle of a song. So you're like, you think to yourself, this song has been playing in the, in the lucid awake world and now you're coming into it at whatever point out of your slumber it you uh you what you rise up like jc scott would what do you tackle mean? the day i don't understand because you realize like that it's this been, has already been happening that, that it's that this song has been playing out in in the awake world in real time life when do you realize that? When you wake up. Upon waking. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. Okay. What do you... Like you were sleeping. Yes, you, you were, were asleep. In, you were wherever you were. Yeah, you should go back. <laughs> Get back there. But when you woke up in the middle of this... Shitty song. This <laughs> terrible, terrible song you chose song. the night before. Yeah. Because you only listen to hip-hop and country. Because <laughs> you're a fucking maniac. So when you listen to this inspirational, terrible song... Yeah. So when what? Like, it, like you, smoking like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. When postman Austin Post wakes you in the morning as he should. <laughs> Wake up, Seth. Wake up. Face the day. This guy's 24 years old. He's a yeah. billionaire. Get up, Seth. Yeah. You want to be a rock star? You better wake up. <laughs> Do you want to be a rock star like Post Malone said? Well, wake up. Wake up and tackle the day. Get, get grinding, like, Seth. Seth is JC. I'm with Austin. Wake up. Yeah, you got to get And then up. what? That the that the the notion that this is happening, is happening in the waking world, the world is draws on. you into it? The, wor the world is going I don't, on. I don't have that. What meaning? I don't I have that. that. I'm not compelled to. Okay. Participate. For, for me, I think like, oh, oh shit, I'm missing world, out. The world's going on. You're not. <laughs> well, I've learned, I'm learning that. Well, you're not, though. You're not learning that because you're still doing it. <laughs> you're, 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 you've learned that, but yeah. like you still do it. I run right out to it. And listen, that's, you run right up to it. But that doesn't happen if it's just a annoying noise. I don't know. I've never, I've just had the alarm. I just had the alarm clock for. Fucking 17 years I woke I up I just here. wonder if... And then what about just actually picking... Well, 
a classical or no just you're actually picking a song not just picking like a fucking station that plays 30 songs yeah at any given point now granted i mean the playlists are so low that you have a good chance of finding a song that you know or like but why not actually picking like i want to wake up to like i want to wake up to a comfortably numb playlist (laughs) yeah or just one song i wake up to this song i wake up to smells like teen spirit every morning yeah it gets me out yeah until I'm sick of that, and then I wake up to something else. Or, I see what or you mean. I mean, I know people that have such a hard time waking up to their alarm that they have to set the alarm first of all on the other side of the room because they'll okay. they'll get up, they'll just reach over, turn it off, and go back to sleep. They also have to the uh, radio ones they tune between stations Ooh, so like that it's that. so in, invasive that they are like compelled to get up and turn it off, and then then once they're up, that they can keep themselves conscious. But um. I don't do any of this. Okay. I wake up to an alarm. It's a noise. It's just my fucking iPhone. I wake up to the same sound that probably seven, 70 million people wake up to. The, the default, whatever the default alarm setting is on my iPhone is what I wake up to. Should- and it's fine. Okay. It's like, it, you know, I have to change it every once in a while. Every couple of years or whatever, I'll change it because I become so complacent about it that it starts becoming like, like I know that sound. like a beep that I can almost tune out if I really, really want to. I know to. what that sound means. But, but it takes a while for that to happen. I don't like what that sound means. I think the thing about the song thing for me is that it's too specific of a mood, of a mood or an image to, to project on yourself at that early of a stage of waking. This is you today. That's what I mean. Yeah. That I don't I don't want to Yeah. I don't want to project or decide that or do any well, no, of that. Have, have it done to you. Or have it done to you. Well the, you've kind of done it to yourself though, because you picked the night I guess before. Now the thunder rolls all day. I guess the thunder ro- is rolling all, all day, day long and the lightning's gonna strike. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You can't get away from it. Is the thunder rolling yet? It's fuck, man. Beautiful day out today. When's that lightning gonna strike? Uh I don't I guess but maybe that's because music affects me in a way. Not on a deeper level, but maybe on a ma- on a. It's on that cellular level. Because you're an artist. I guess I'm not saying it. I just that maybe no, it just you. affects me in a way that it can really alter my mood, like in a way that I don't particularly even want to be altered at a yeah. given time. I'm that I'm at it, at its mercy or something yeah. more than other people or whatever, but. It just seems like a an awfully presumptuous thing <laughs> to do to yourself, to be like tomorrow morning Blindly. I want to feel like this, and it's like, and that's what I'm gonna feel like, Good you luck. know. That doesn't happen. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> I guess that's today's. I feel like a theme. natural woman. Theme today. <laughs> all day long, it felt like a it's natural tough. woman. We're all doing our best. <laughs> it just, and then what about like not waking up to an alarm? Um, what would happen if you didn't set it? Like natural sleep cycle? Yeah. Maybe? You just wake up. You but wake up at the same fucking time every day forever. Your body would just do it anyway. Um, Have you ever... When was the last time you forgot to put on your alarm? You've never forgotten to not put no, on your alarm. No, I always put my alarm on. Like since you were like nine years old. Yeah. What would happen if you just let yourself sleep? I don't know because I put my alarm on like just quite, quite soon after like sometimes I get up in that morning. I'll have it set already like... Go in there and... You set it for the next night. Yeah, sometimes like, you know, 
Sometimes soon after I get up that morning. Yeah, you set it for the next day. I mean, yeah. you, you're like, I'm done. Turn it off. I'm turning it back on. I'm done now. with its use for today. What about tomorrow? <laughs> I'll do it right now today. Like, but then you still have to check it that night because it's been so much. You must need to check to make sure it's on, right? It probably just gives you a little light, and tells you though. Yeah, I gotta flip the little lamp on that's there for reading and just make sure it's on. Okay, it's on alarm. I wonder what station I put it on. Could you? can't tomorrow because you have like therapy or whatever but could you like on thursday could you like go to bed and not set your alarm and just tell me what happens the next morning wait call you at like when i wake up at like 4 30 <laughs> like you motherfucker do you think that that would happen i don't know what would happen you would just sleep the normal amount that you always sleep and you would just wake up i'd be like that was great i just wonder i'm curious because I'm curious if your body's going to be like, oh, thank God, he's not forcing me to get up. I'm going to stay asleep longer. Or if your body's just going to be like, no, this is what time we get up. I get up, regardless of the shitty Kenny Chesney song. That it's just your process that you do, but that you would... I'm just curious. Okay. But could you do that? Up till Friday? What? Jonathan, you, you do it on a day that doesn't... Jonathan, something happened. I slept 27 hours. I woke up on Saturday. I missed it. What? I didn't call something. you yesterday because I was still asleep. I missed it. What? Something... I'm just, I just wonder. We'll see. We'll see if I want to wing it. See how I'm feeling when I'm 45, you know? You get closer to death, you start, like, playing with fire. <laughs> I could get, get crazy. Get crazy. I'm not going to turn on no, my alarm I tomorrow I could get night. crazy the rest of this year with this midlife crisis. You fucking should. You're going to be like, he went crazy. What did he do? He didn't set his alarm. <laughs> he stopped setting his alarm. He went mental. He went snowboarding and he stopped setting his alarm. He's surfing with a mirror. He's covered in shit. <laughs> USA Today snapshots, 42% of Americans admit that they do not conserve water. However, they are willing to do so if they were better informed as to how. Mm, don't use it. Better informed? I guess that means, like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I'm not very informed on um, how to say, it said save water? Yeah, conserve water. Conserve it. I don't know how to... How do we inform somebody? We don't. I don't conserve water. However, if I was, I would be willing to if I was better informed. It's not my fault. I don't know how. I'm an adult person who's never been informed. Uh, I don't know how to save it. So when I brush my teeth, I run both faucets <laughs> and then leave. And then leave. Watch one make TV toast. show, twenty-two minutes. Come back, make toast. Oh shit! Is that? See, if you had told me, now I know. Yeah, I, that's. I know that. I read something where. There's companies that will tell you the energy usage of your neighbor because it's supposed to, if you know that your na what your neighbor is using energy-wise, that puts in your head. What you have to if achieve. You, if the goal, doing like, I have to do like, more than that. I have to take more than both that. Sides are, I'm going to do more than both of them combined. Oh, I'm gonna, oh they're taking one-hour showers? Well, watch me. I would, the exact opposite. I would want to, I would be like, how much are you, you little... Pussy Did ass, you? I'm gonna show you. Yeah, so you're supposed I want to, you, I want your house to brown out. It works to because you feel like, well, they're 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 doing their part. What the fuck am I doing? I don't know if it's like a shame thing. I don't know what not in I don't know how you could not be informed about well, you could maybe not be informed about something else other than water converse, conversation conservation because water conservation is essentially like turn it off. Yeah, don't use it, turn it off sooner as fast as you can. Turn it off sooner. Turn it off sooner than later. <laughs> than after. Than after. Don't 
not turn it off. Like, you know what? My energy, but I just, I, um, I was raised by a single dad. He never told me to turn my lights off. And because of that, I just don't turn my lights off. I'm sorry. I wasn't the electricity informed. thing is a tough one for me. Okay. Uh, because it's, I don't. You like it bright. I like I like lights on in every w- room of the house. You don't want to walk and into that's a room not dark. You don't from being break a your toe. spoiled person. There's something psychologically, <clears throat> I wouldn't say afraid of the dark, but that more I terrified of the dark. More like paralyzed. <laughs> paralyzed by intense fear by any darkness in what any form. No, I would say that it's like I maybe. I correlate it with sadness. I correlate a dimly lit room with a room unlived in with a death. and an unlived in room feels like a death, death, a death to me. If I walk into a room that's not fully lit, I feel like there's a dead person being shown in that room. Papa, grandma. No, dude, it's you just walk in your hallway and the lights off. I'm so sorry. I, I think of my dead grandma when I walk into darkened rooms. Turn the lights on, please. No, I'm with you. But that goes back to your it, light. There's like the daylight a savings. You need light. You need full. You want transparency. Sponges in the windowsill. Get those lights on. I, I, it feels, I, it, okay, it's two things. It's the dark dinginess of a darkly lit room, and it's the sad, small sort of, like person huddled in the one room with the light in it too. It's it's both both things. Both are, things. It's like the ooh, I just ooh. I turn it on wherever I am and then I turn it off and it's yeah. just me like huddled in my little light corner. That creeps you and up. that creeps me out. But then also like yeah, like a look at all this massive space that's not lit up with extra <laughs> lights. How come there's not floodlights in this room? Because uh, we're not shooting a movie. I don't know what oh. it is. But I don't obviously I don't sleep with the lights on. Like I like it like I mean my nightlight. No, no nightlight. I like it dark. Pitch black. I can't see if I see anything, I can't sleep. Any apparition, any shadow. Sleep in a blacked out (laughs) closet. No, I mean I don't like I'm saying it's not a fear of the dark, it's a dislike of it or something. It's like a it's the sadness. It's the of the your ancestors. So weird. You know, when I went and stayed at Doug Stanhope's place, which is like a crazy thing that happened a long time ago, I will say that, that was maybe that, that was in his, his compound in Arizona in, in Bisbee. And the the room, I the place I stayed in the was, uh, it, there's separate structures on the property. And I stayed in my own little house, a little off the, from the, a little ways off from the main house. And um, a friend of, of his had killed himself in the house, in my house that I stayed in. That's heavy. Prior to my living there. The night before. It, well, they told me when I got there that I was going to stay in the suicide house or whatever. And I was, I kind of, I mean, on top of being very drunk and him being very drunk and being a, Do you think he was kidding? I, d- I thought they were kidding the first night, and then they were like, "Yeah, you'll see it." Like, there's like a, there's still a hole in the wall where it happened, and I was like, "Lol, lol, lol, lol." Gallows humor from Doug. And at four lull, o'clock lull. in the morning, in a blackout, no. like walked into the room, 
and like flip the light on in the bedroom and in the bedroom there is a tiny little painting of a daisy but it's hanging like like three quarters of the way down the wall and immediately i'm like what oh come on and then i go and i like i remove the fucking painting and sure enough it's just like straight bullet hole like in the wall and at that point i was like nope no and i went i turned this is in the bedroom so i go and i turn the light on and the ceiling fan on and basically like say to the room like i'm gonna like let you like do your thing but do i'm your thing be gone and i slept in the living room the whole time oh, i was yeah. there and kept so trippy yeah so obviously I do correlate something about light and like dispelling of that ghosts, might be, it's, but might I don't. Be it, so that's a, that's its own little. So then I, at breakfast the next day. for huevos rancheros over like, let's I'm, talk about it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Bloody what Mary's, the fuck? Um, when did this happen? And they were like, oh, like in October, it was three months before I, it was literally had been like, and it was a dear friend of his. And so I was like, oh, this is like, this place is wrought with trauma. Moreover, the reason he killed himself was because his life partner uh, suffered from lupus. She got very sick. He told Doug and Doug's girlfriend, if she dies from this, I'm going to blow my brains out. She dies in fucking Houston or whatever. 24 hours later, he just drives down and just blows his brains out that night. So they lost their like two best friends within 24 hours of each other because they were like life, like, like soulmates. And he was not kidding when he said, because you know how people say like, if she goes, like I won't be, well, that's exactly what happened. So the the whole story was traumatic. And then me just being super drunk and like alone with my own like weird fucking brain. But it wasn't like I was scared of like being haunted i guess it was no. just like i was in it's just your sp- i was in your space energy. a little bit of crazy energy yeah. that maybe i was in your needed to give you a little bit of a wider berth because there was still maybe a lot of energy bouncing around this 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 house dog man yeah shit crazy to taylor swift just sold her fucking house she had another house down the street that she had for guests it was just a house like a Two and a half million dollar house. Like a guest house, but actually yeah, but for a, you. another house. Yeah. So Doug provided you with that. Taylor, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Gives you a three million dollar house. Ranch. Doug. Little ranch style. Yeah. Stay here. Relax. Modern. 1959. Post and beam. Enjoy it. It was a bl- wonderful, tight. wonderful. Great experience. Uh, stay. Wonderful yeah. vacation. Wonderful time with him. And, Just, and uh, um, sleeping arrangements had a little bit to be desired. And what do you, I mean, you, if you ever go back there and see him again, I mean, that's where you're staying and like, that ain't going to get any better. Yeah, it does. It's definitely better oh, now. Okay. Over time. It was very new. Okay. So you think even though, but now that you know, it would be different if you've never stayed in that room and they were like, I would say that by the time I left, I felt like the, the energy in you the bedroom. You cleansed and- it. Okay. Just your very presence. I think my. You did a Hopi. Uh, awareness. And my compassion. No, I'm not. It's In not empathy. No, I no. just think my airing out of the place. Okay, with the ceiling fan. <laughs> See, they dog. They never turned the ceiling fan on. We're all good here. Spirit's gone. Live on, everyone. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag life short. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> 
Doing this show with you sucks. <laughs> Amazon plans to sell and ship fresh, full-size Christmas trees that's this year. That's what I'm talking about. Amazon said that the Christmas trees, including Doug Furs and Norfolk Island Pines, will be bound and shipped without water. Yeah. Um, just like a sex slave. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, just watch for Can the seven-foot... Um, two Douglas Furs and three sex lady ladies. Okay. Uh, just which watch box for the is which. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Grandma's picking it up. Damn They're it! They're both in seven-foot boxes. <laughs> Looking at the nest, trying to figure out. She like... takes the tree, so you have to stick the sex doll as hang ornaments. <sighs> A little star on its head. Yeah. Um, now, just watch for the seven-foot box on your doorstep. Amazon said that the trees will be sent within ten days of being cut, and they should survive shipping. Amazon said that should. Trees, wreaths, and garlands will go on sale in November. Some will call, qualify for prime free shipping, and Amazon will offer pre-orders so that shoppers can choose a delivery date. A seven-foot Fraser fir from a North Carolina farm will cost $115, according to an Amazon holiday preview book. In 2016, 27.4 million real Christmas trees were sold in the U.S. How many? 27.4 million. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. The most popular varieties were Noble and Fraser Furs, and consumers reported spending on average about $74.70. In Oregon, North Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, uh, oh, sorry, Oregon, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are the top five states for Christmas tree production. They're probably going to make money? That will. I mean, everything they do, everything they do makes, makes money, I guess. Trillion dollars. So it seems that even if it like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I think some things aren't even that profitable, but because the ease of it they, being there, it gets them to get all the other stuff. So it's like, I'm actually, it. we lost money on the Christmas trees, but everyone also bought their Christmas lights and their stockings and everything else. And it's just like, so we, it, we still make money. It's like that kind of concept yeah. where it's just like, oh, that you d you don't make any money on, but because you get that there, you get everything else, and we yeah. win. You it's know, people then people say, "What a beautiful tree!" and you say, "Amazon, Jeff sent it." And it's just a way to like, <laughs> Jeff sent it. Uh, and I guess anything sort of traditional like that, where people you think. I mean, I would. You want to get a families? You want to get a tree, but people get and busy, you, you and get then it, you don't. You get it and together, then... and you cut it. Well, now it's a way like you cut out that where we should do that. That's the but we still get the tree, and you don't have to. And my brother still, last few years, has still gone and cut a tree down for my mom Pretty every cool. every cool. year. But then I think this year because my folks moved and stuff. I, there's maybe I'm sure there's a farm there in Oregon and stuff. Oh, so I mean, they could go out and get, get up there and do it. So. But yeah, my, my brother took to, a few years ago, took to going up to Ojai area and getting a tree every yeah, year, which is fucking dope. Um, yeah, but now... Like, but now you've got that out, so you're just going to a... I'm going to send one a to your folks a, a, before... But I mean, ben all those ones it. sitting in the fucking Christmas tree lots are, you know, they're all sitting there without fucking water and shit for a few days and stuff before you get them and stuff. They're, that's going to be fine. They're going to come in all crispy and be, they'll be fine. What are you going to do? I'm just, I'm going to send a tree from Amazon to your folks before Ben can cut anything down. Be like, gotcha. Um, I'm going to send it now. Prime now. <laughs> send it prime. It's going to be there in 45 tomorrow. minutes. <laughs> Ask the captain, John Cox uh, from USA Today. John Cox is a 
retired airline captain uh, with U.S. Airways and also runs his now runs his own aviation safety consulting company. Question, do you get the same crummy food the passengers do or do you get a special meal, says Paul Grandlake from Oklahoma. The answer, flight crews do not get special meals. Uh, crew meals for international flights are provided from the same flight kitchen as the passengers' meals. That's why they get like Chick Fil A beforehand and just smuggle it on the cockpit. Right? Is that what they do? They I just mean, I'm sure people get something in the bring your own bring fucking food. It's work. You bring your lunch to work, don't you? Bring Everyone else in. does. You're in the cockpit. You can bring. It don't matter. In there. Get some tilapia. Yeah, in got there. some tuna salad and fucking yeah, got garlic sushi, bread. Garlic bread, tilapia, tuna salad. I'm going to smoke a fucking stogie up here. I can do whatever the fuck I want. They should. So long as they're not drunk, keep them happy and awake. Yeah. And have them eat something different because you, you don't want... That terrible food? Well, you don't want both of them to have the fucking... That tuna salad that you and brought And then both on. get sick? Both puking. Right. So they get to have, they have to have different things. You have curry. I'll have tuna salad. You have that spicy curry. I'll have the tuna salad. We'll just talk about it. Talk about our wives. Keep this plane in the air. Let's do our best to keep this thing up here. Let's not have any fucking ideas up here. Just put this plane back down on the ground in the allotted time. Where it's supposed to. Where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and you know what? If we can, let's maybe try to keep it from bouncing up and down for like 30 minutes at a fucking time, like every time Seth gets on a fucking plane. <laughs> I'll, never get, I'll never understand it. It can't do anything. I've watched all the vids. But it just is... Uh, I mean, it can. It just has to be a certain type. And if that happens, you'll know. Because you'll, you'll literally... if The sheer sh- feeling will probably stop your heart anyway. So you won't even know that your plane crashed because you'll die of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a... Yeah, they should they have vomit bags. They should have like a suicide pill so I wouldn't have to like go through with those. I think that there should be some type of, of way... That they there is a medical professional willing to administer uh, life-ending drugs. No, oh. a, just knock your ass unconscious, yeah. put you the down. Going down, we're going to die. You won't know. No, I'm saying for just regular travel. Oh, oh, okay. Not like like just emergency. The plane's going down. This guy can't handle it. Just no. Shoot me up with Dilaudid and Manhattan. Put me down. Put me down. Keep putting down for six. Put I want to wake up. 10 minutes before we... I want to wake up 10 minutes after we land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sir? Sir? No. With, here? With, you got to revive me with some type of drug, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> put me in, Uma, put me out. Uma Thurman and me back up. <laughs> New York City, sir. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you enjoyed your rest. Bienvenue. I mean... Yeah. I, I don't need to be up for that. They have to figure... They should figure that out. A time release. Something just... It can't be exact, but I need... There um, should be... Uh, Kids flights and no kids flights. Like kids allowed, children not allowed. I love that. They fly at the same, they fly sort of at the same time. Like you can wait. No, no, no. I don't mean just a plane. (laughs) What the? It's a kid's plane, adult's plane. I mean, that's cool too. Like 18, over 18. That's cool. You could do, have total different. How about 21 to 30? Party plane. (laughs) I'm saying. Hard body airlines. I am saying there should be adults only planes. Okay. No children allowed. And on these adults-only planes, adults-only party games and favors. Uh, more is legal in the sky. <laughs> I'm just 
saying, yeah, you could get a little bit looser, you maybe, but on the, also on the that it's just it's cost more, but that kid people with kids that are taking kids on planes should like be allowed to like be with the family airline. They're fucking loud and terrible. And hard body kids go fucking bonkers yeah. and like get so fucking fidgety. Like let them all be on a fucking plane together. That's yeah. all. And if that means you don't want me to bring my dog on a flight, that's fine too. I think there should be pet only flights. I mean like where you can you say- have to bring a pet. Not have to, but that I only want to- <coughs> People can say, I don't want to be on a plane with any pets. That they shouldn't be subjected not to having to be in a fucking closed vessel. I'll only be on a plane with, with animals. Yes, po- ponies, cats, dogs, birds, but pot-bellied pigs. But then I guess maybe one step further would be a plane ride that you could be sedated. M- medically sedated. That's an amazing idea. I think every version of this, though, people certain sets would pay a premium for it that it would justify its cost. Yeah. It'd be like flying first class because you'd be out second you sat down. I mean, people do that to themselves. Maybe you could order, yeah, but this would be nicer a little bit if you could like, like, like while the while you're. I don't run the risk of getting kicked off the plane for doing it to comes myself. Over for your airline while boarding while you're waiting and just gives you the old <laughs> needle in. Yeah, we're boarding about fifteen. You're like, I'm good now. Take me out. Boom. I've already had three gin and tonics, and that Boston. Here I come. I don't see what the problem is here. Sleeper planes. I tell you, when I <laughs> flew to Boston in October of last year for my mom's 70th birthday party, I tell you, I uh, was riding the escalator down. People got off the plane. It was uh, Dickie Barrett from Mighty Mighty Bostones. I was like, Dickie, I just want to tell you, uh, 1994 uh, was uh, Framingham State. Dickie knew what I was talking about. How, how the fuck did you know who he was? <laughs> I don't even know that name. I mean, I know the Mighty Mighty Bostones are. If I saw all of them together, I wouldn't In recognize them. Yeah, on stage from the 90s, with like the drum singing thing. Singing that one I song. Wouldn't. You'd be like, what, who, what band is this? Is this you just noticed. Is this who You recognize the, was the singer? Was he? Singer. You noticed the singer by himself. Yeah, we're in Boston. 52 years after That's what we do, <laughs> you dog. saw him. That's what we do in Boston. And then you reminded him of a show that you went to. 94 Framingham State, where he brought it. Where the ska was going strong. When ska was strong. He knew what I was talking about. I mean, could that be maybe like the worst genre of music that ever existed? What? what? 90s ska. It would, it would be on a, it's on a short, list. short list, right? Yeah. Worst era of genre of person there is, of it's hard because there are that that is and not to say that there isn't like all things sprinkled in but for the general effect that it had top on 10. music in the world top ten top five top five okay I mean there's so much music is so hard to make good so there's obviously like you know what i mean there's so much bad yeah but it's like but just a, a pure a but a thing. full genre yeah just straight a mo- genre. genre just thinking that maybe it's a top fiver of like all-time worst oh man good times great times oh uh, yeah dude great times thanks for joining us episode number 677 of our Comedy podcast, oh yeah, dude. Hey, 
842-2357. Let me see this fool. Oh, he looks like a mystic yogi visionary. Does he not? What did you call him? A huge, uh, humongous visionary? <laughs> oh, I know this fool. You know Sadhguru? Yeah. You know why I know him? Because he pays for these like massive fucking YouTube and Instagram ads that show up in between when I'm watching like Alan Watts videos and stuff. Oh, yes. So he like markets to like, I mean, fucking losers like me that like yeah. watch Alan Watts on YouTube. Like Terrence McKenna interviews. Yeah, him. literally. Uh, and his videos, I mean, the commercials have a similar sort of like beautiful, broad, generic, like, like where you're like, what, what is this? What is like, this? it looks beautiful. But what is it? Is it pure? Oh, it is. It is pure. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, I'm sort of right now into compassion. Is it compassionate? It is. Wait a minute. I'm sort of into willingness and openness. Does it have any of those aspects and or virtues? Because otherwise, that's a no-go for me. If it's anything not Unwilling or closed. Or closed. Out. But if it's open and up and reaching, I'm in. And this is my wallet. And this is my debit. And this goes in the here. And this goes in the here. Just asking for money. It's so. It's such a good hustle, dog. You don't have to ask for money. You, you don't even have to ask for it. That's yeah. what's so sick about it. Open your it. heart. You just get you, the money. You know what I mean by heart, right? <laughs> you know what I mean by heart, when right? When I say heart. It's crazy. Replace man. heart with whatever word you feel I mean, appropriate. It's, it's like the the Catholic Church when the last, whatever, the Pennsylvania last month. And I was, my mother sent me the bulletin because they, you know, Archbishop, they had to release a statement. Just took a minute. Some, some like, had to consult some law firms before the they let that release write? out. But we had like, to. I gotta know. Like, send me the bullet. I gotta know what they wrote. And it's just the idea to think on that weekend that they were going to like that 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 they literally would have ushers come around past that and 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 like in it, it is like you gotta take this weekend off. Yeah. You can't ask for money this weekend. <laughs> oh, let me just, let me get, n n no. no like, but also it's probably no. like, they, how many of those places before they passed that basket were like, now more than ever. Like Now is the time more than ever for healing. And by healing, I mean heart. And by heart, I mean chase. And by chase, I mean be a they. What? One weekend off, homies. No. No way. You don't understand. You don't get One it. One weekend on. <laughs> everlasting and on for now and forever. <laughs> this weekend? Really? Of all. You're going to have the <laughs> money for the... me this weekend? <laughs> you want to get me money? You're going to ask these people for money and this they, weekend? Well, they put it in, too. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They don't not. They have to. They have to. Well, now more than ever. <laughs> They need us more than ever. They got lawsuits to pay off. They've never needed our money more. Speaking of money and never needing it more. Um, we've started filming these episodes and it's been super fun. It's been a learning process and uh, hopefully it 
just is gotten better and will continue to get better. Um, thank you to everyone that has supported that by uh, revising their pledge or pledging to us on Patreon. Um, please, if you are interested in seeing it rather than just listening to it, consider throwing us uh, a few bucks a month to get all of these episodes in their video form. Thank you again to Nick and Jeff and to Seth thank you. Uh, for the willingness to embark on this new fucking I gotta say journey. You, you, um, you, the, the, uh, trying to, trying to keep it, you know, low key, keep it simple. We keep got it DIY. Uh, yeah. But I mean, obviously doing like, that, it's like all the things that we've done. Well, I mean, we, I think, you know, we didn't, when we started charging for the show, we wanted to do it in a way that was, was, was voluntary and hopefully didn't, didn't punish anybody uh, for not wanting to. And the same thing with the filming, we don't want it to detract from listening to the show in, in the way that people have become accustomed or that don't have the option of viewing. However, hopefully if you are viewing it, that it doesn't seem like an aside or an afterthought and that it is still visually compelling enough to, to, to be down with and to enjoy. So for all, for everyone involved and all the people who have, have responded the feedback and everything. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, come uh, tell a friend to come back for six seventy eight and some. Happy form. birthday, Seth! Hey, thank you. I love you and happy birthday. That's very sweet. Um, I hope it's a, a wonderful uh, week for you. Uh, week? It's a birthday week. All right then. Well, you're doing multiple things. I really am. Um, 888-842-2357 is the toll-free voicemail. You can give us a ring there. Seth relays those messages to me, plays those messages for me. Um, uh, com is our website. You can get to the merch store from there. You can get to the Patreon page from there uh, to pledge. Um, there's show notes there um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, tell a friend. Write a review of the show if you can. Yeah. Share a video uh, clip of the show if you can. If you think other people might be down with watching it, let it, let them know that we're doing this now, that it only took 13 years. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just really about sort of humility. Uh, acceptance is a key. Acceptance is a key of expression. Yeah. And I think also that um, you got to stay um, grounded. You have to. But also you have to expand as much as possible. Yeah. So you have to stay rooted, but, but open. I would say open. You want to stay rooted in a physical sense, but you want to soar in a, like an Eagle, like in a loving sense, in a loving spiritual sense, in a psychological sense, in a psychological sense of called money, 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 money. I'm a guru, money, money, visionary, guru, yogi, juru, I'm a juru. I'm Hello. A Majuru. Hello, I'm a Majuru. Hello, I'm Yogi Majuru. <laughs> Let's all get in child pose and trip. But not pretend to trip. Pretend to trip. And then just be like, are we supposed to be tripping? Yeah, if you're if you're really cool, you trip. So just say you're tripping. And make sure to leave money before you leave. Seatbelt. Seatbelt.
Yeah.